every single sentence that Pat Carney spoke ended with, you know what I mean? Like uh, to the point where I was just like it ruined like it's one thing if you go off like a real explanation and then you're like, you know what I mean? But like he he will say it He'd be like, Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he'll go like we were playing a fucking show in Boston, you know what I mean? And this guy and I was like, Oh, Oh. And I know that I do that too with certain things. He knows what you mean, sir. You can do the thing. You can do it up here. Oh, that's nice. a good idea. So I loosened it because it was a little bit restrictive. Yeah, and which now is it's, fine. Now it's just going. Because I used to have them them clipped into place, and then I cut the clips because I had to move shit and fucking whatever. Yeah, I don't need a fucking explanation, all right? <sighs> all right, well. This just in. Oh, sorry. Oh, almost burped. And I just kill your whole momentum. Yeah, it was great, though. I'm so sure cast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 49th episode of I'm So Sure Cast. I'm Ross Timberley here with Tim Sullivan. Hello. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? And we are uh, running the soundboard by ourselves. Yes, yes. Before we get too far into this, what I'm going to do, which is real quick, oh. is ask you a favor. Ask me or the audience? No, no, the audience. Okay. And um, so here's the thing is, so every episode we get anywhere between 50 to like 200 listeners, mm. okay? Then if you go on like our iTunes and you look at our reviews, there's maybe like, I forget, 18 or something? We have 18 reviews? I think so. I could be misquoting. I got to look at these. But um, how how's the positivity? Oh, all five stars. But uh, where I'm going with this is, if you're listening to this and you have not rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes, please just do that. Right. Okay? Even a shit... As long as it's honest. Don't just be shitty just to be shitty, but even a shit one would be nice. Mm. Like a nice two out of five, just to make us go... Yeah. You know? Or do the five stars and then be like, listen, I gave you guys five stars because I'm trying to be nice, but you got to... Right, stop, you got to stop burping under the microphone or something. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. That's a good call, which probably won't ever happen. We like to hear back from the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... Ah, I just did the Black Keys thing. Ah, he did it. He, he said, "You know a, what I mean." Pulled a Pat Carney. What a fucking idiot! You know what I mean? Um, real quick. Uh... This just in: It turns out that Kev Magner actually eats popcorn nowadays. Wait, he does? Yeah, because I don't know if you remember. The last episode, I was like, Kev doesn't touch the stuff. Growing oh. up, never touched the stuff. How could I forget? That was like Walter Cronkite breaking news. Yeah. Then Kev called in after the episode. He's like, listen, man, I I got to update you. And I was like, what's what's going on, man? What's what's happening? Right. And he said, I actually, I eat popcorn now. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. Wow. Something ain't right. So I wonder what sparked it. I mean, it is a tasty treat. To, it is a tasty treat. To insert a phrase that Eric Sterling Storage loathes. He does loathe it. Two, two phrases that he hates more than anything are tasty treats and uh, the term soft drinks, which doesn't actually bother oh. me. Tasty treats, you got you got a case. I'm, I'm on your side. Tasty treats is... One, the alliteration is awful. There's no way to say it without just sounding like a fucking dummy. Well, I feel like soft drinks is just... It's not the fucking 40s anymore. You know what I'm saying? No, but the thing is, I, I agree the phrase is a little bit lame itself, but it actually has like a meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you're, if you're at like a work event and someone goes, oh, there's drinks over there, 
and you get up expecting like Sam Adams and it's like Pepsi. Yeah. You're like, oh, what the fuck? But if they said there's soft drinks over there, it sets your expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. Right. Oh, man. But uh, there's all... uh, I noticed, is it? Do you think it's because hard drinks, hard drinks are alcohol, and soft drinks are no drinks? Is just anything goes. If you say let's go grab a drink, you assume I'm talking about alcohol. But if you're mowing my lawn and I come out and I go, you want a drink? You're like, I don't know if it's water, lemonade, beer. Like so, it's just drinks, and then booze drinks is just drinks, and then non-booze drinks is soft drinks. Okay, so that's that was like the purpose, right? I think for soft drinks, right? Okay, but I think that certain terms, like, all right, they invented. I know we've probably talked about this here, but they invented the term cheeseburger because oh, this really gets me fired up. Because a regular burger, I'll try to restrain from doesn't have cheese. The ceiling, so they they invented the cheeseburger, right? Every fucking time mm-hmm. that I go out and I go. Yeah, I'll, I'm just going to go with the classic uh, hamburger. They go, okay, what kind of cheese? Oh, you goddamn son of a bitch. I would have said hamburger. Right. You mean cheeseburger. If you wanted cheese, you would order a cheeseburger. Yeah. Fuck. Sorry, guys. But like, what's the point of having those two separate phrases if we're just going to use them to be all cheeseburger? It just fucking drives me nuts. Stupid. I detest cheese. You know me. I fucking hate cheese. Hate it. I hate it. Can't stand the stuff. I mean, my favorite food is pizza, but that's a different kind of cheese. Right. Like a tuna melt is, is the antichrist to nothing my like warm, digestive tract. Nothing like warm mayonnaise, you know? It's not even that my body has any issue digesting it. So it's not like a physical reaction that I have. It's like I just loathe it. And it's funny because <clears throat> I remember... God damn it. So I don't butter my bread anymore. I never, I never have since like the age of six. Butter your bread. Like if you give me toast, you get dry. And everybody looks at me like I have some sort of condition. They go, just, just dry. Like I already, when I call them for chicken finger subs, I just get lettuce, just dry. Just lettuce and chicken fingers. And they go, yeah, literally. And they go, and they go, uh, okay, you you can't be serious. And they go mayonnaise, and I go, nope, just lettuce. And then they go, just dry. It's like, dude, yes. Like, why is it so hard to fathom that somebody just doesn't like some of this stuff? I, you know what, though? That's kind of wise, though, because if you get the sub, say you pick it up and bring it home and it's got all this shit on it. Right. It's a soggy shit show by the time you get to it. Exactly. But it's not even that. Like, it's independent of that. You can bring them the freshest. Like, it's not going to be wrapped up. It's just going to be, and I'll still say dry. But, like, it's so funny. Like, to me... I think it's weird when someone eats French fries without ketchup, right? Right. But if I worked at a place and someone said, yeah, I'll just get fries, I would go, all right, do you want ketchup with that? And if they said, no, I would just say, okay. I wouldn't go, no ketchup? Right. Like they just insert their own judgments into their stupid questions. Yeah, don't do that. Like I'm a grown man. I'm deliberately ordering a meal. and I'm deliberately ordering my chicken fingers. Right. Without ketchup. But it's just so funny because I naturally have boring meals and I naturally like what all these people go into like health kind of like diets. Yeah, yeah. They aspire to be me. They'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm a vegan, but, 
or I'm a vegetarian, but I just love fucking melted cheese on my nachos. And mm. like, they just can't avoid that. I can. I'm like, no, no, I don't want. And like the other day, Karen and I were at hidden, the hidden pig. Right. The pig fuck. Yeah. I love the pig fuck. It's great. Fantastic. And sure. Nachos. I already kind of set the expectation. I was like, I'm not, I'm fine with just my wings. I'm probably not going to eat it, but whatever. I'm a good sport. Right. You, you are. Know what I mean, and I feel like not in that case, but like if you go out with friends, they'll go, uh, say it's like just me and you going out. Yep. And, uh, there's always that one guy that wants to order an appetizer, but he wants right. to make sure that you split the bill with him. Yeah. Like he'll go, so guys, we thinking, uh, yeah, he'll go, uh, you want fried pickles? And you go, nah, I'm good. And then they go, right. But if I order, if I order it, you'll eat some, right? And then you're like, you sneaky fuck. You, you just want, bitch. you know that you're going to have all the spoils of this. And you, now we can split the bill. If you see me having one fucking yeah. fried, pickle. no, you want my $3. It's like, just be a man. Order fried pickles on your own, and then just don't act like we're in cahoots with this. I already Be said I'm not interested. Man. But anyway, sure is nachos, right? And again, I she get orders them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it was like as an appetizer, like the timing wise, like we order we order right. entrees. Yeah, and they come out. And by the way, they're good to people, normal people. I can tell they're good nachos. Right, right. Like if you don't like if you're you know, if you're not like a Beethoven fan, you could probably, or like if you don't like classical music, you probably listen to Beethoven's Ninth and still be like, okay, I get that that's like a masterpiece. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So Maybe. I get that they looked good, but they come out covered in cheese and then they did the fucking, oh, they drenched it. I mean, I shouldn't say drenched because it was like appropriately, you know, uh, displayed on it, but yeah. they did the swirl with the sour cream. Oh, I fucking oh, hate sour cream. That's the worst. You ever have original, like, plain yogurt? It's just, yeah. like, sour cream. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it is. I grew up, and I'd always get the, my mom would always get the vanilla um, Yoplait and, like, the banana. I have a similar. And I was like, this is so fucking good. Yeah. So I grew up my whole life thinking I like yogurt. Yeah. And then one day, I get, like I said, like, I'm kind of a boring guy, so I'm like, just get me plain yogurt. Yeah. And I was like, get this out of my fucking face. I took one bite. And I could barely swallow it. Yep. It was I've, disgusting. That's the kind my grandparents would always have. Oh. So then I would, like you, thought I liked yogurt. Right. I, fucking, I always had like strawberry. Yeah. So I thought I liked yogurt. But turns out I don't. Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Joke's on exactly. me. But um, yeah, so this past weekend, Jess was in uh, Disney. Yeah. Land. LA. Land. Yeah, the oh, original. Wow. That's the original. And uh, because she was away, I just like was eating like shit. Yeah, but that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah, um, it is amazing how um, uh, Larry David used to have this bit, his stand-up, and he said, who has more freedom, the married guy in America or the single guy in communist China? And I think there's actually an argument to be made. There's something weird. Interesting. I don't think girls are the same way, but if a guy gets a weekend to himself, it's like everything from diet to napping, just total... Oh abuse of every single freedom that you would be considered a piece of shit if you did in front of I completely fell off. Yeah. But um so she was away, so I went to the gentleman's club. I went to five gentlemen. Nice. And I walk up to the counter, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get two of the little cheeseburgers. I love how they call it that. Like because they're like, all right, we're not gonna breathe down your neck to supersize it, but we're gonna make you feel like an inadequate pussy by calling it 
the little right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because no guy wants to go out on a date and get and go. Well, I don't know why you're going on a date five guys, anyways. But like nobody wants to say like, give me the little. Right, but it I, is the best I, thing that they have. Yeah, the double patty's too much. It's too much. Oh, and I love how um, Kev went to Skips for his first time ever as like a fucking twenty-eight-year-old adult, oh, twenty-nine-year-old adult. However, the fuck old. Oh, uh, let is. me guess, he was talking shit. Well, here's the thing: is oh. he's like, he's like, oh, I've never been here. You know, I don't know what to how to do this, and I forget who he was with, but they were like, listen, the patties are really skinny, so get like, get like four patties. And Kev was like, really? And they were like, yeah, yeah, I get four patties. Four on one burger? On one burger. So Kev gets like a, maybe it was three. Let's call it three for the sake of the story. So he gets three patties on his burger. And I'm like all excited. I text him like, dude, what'd you think of Skips? Thinking he'd be like, bro, best fucking cheeseburger I've ever read in my life. Right. And he's like, dude, just, it was disgusting. Way too much meat. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right, the it's patties minimal uh, burger super around. Super thin. He listened to some cocksucker in line. Yeah, and he's like, well, you know, they said to get three patties. I'm like, well, fucking just don't do that next time. That's the thing. People need to start treating food like they do music. You would never go up to a guy at fucking Sam Goody in the R&B section. Oh, Sam Goody, huh? And go... You would never go up to that guy who's sifting through like Ray Charles and fucking Coltrane and classic jazz and go, dude, hand him a fucking Metallica album and go, buy this. You're going to love this. Right. It's the same fucking thing. You don't know my opinion on food. So for you to come up to me and go, oh, you got to try this. It's the same thing as going up to a guy in the fucking R&B section and handing him a Metallica. Don't tell me what to try, okay? Right. You don't know my taste. Right. Literally in this case. Oh, but um, so I went to five gentlemen. I actually, actually how it happened was I went up to the counter. I was like, listen, I want a little cheeseburger because I'm a pussy and I want um, jalapenos raw and onions. The jalapenos are the best. And barbecue sauce. And then I had a blank because I usually get way more, but I was drawing a blank and I was like, I guess that's it. Um, And give me two of those. Yep. Because remember. Are you by yourself in this By scenario? myself, right. just as a way. I'm fat as fuck. So. Right. And she's like, oh, do you want the little fry, too? I'm like, yeah, obviously. She goes, okay, and a, and a milkshake. And she starts typing in. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want the milkshake. She's like, oh, no mil- no milkshake. I'm like, no. Mm. So what happened well, there? Well, I thought you did have the milkshake. No, no. Is she saw me come in. She order, was like, this guy's girlfriend is away for the weekend. Right. And I ordered two burgers. So she's like, okay, this guy's a fat fuck that right. literally hates himself. So he's right. obviously going to order a milkshake, right. too. Isn't it so funny that like back in the fifties, like the whole diner kind of culture that like five guys are trying to emulate, like it was just normal. Like you would be the most handsome in shape guy with a pompadour and like a four pack. And it was just normal for you on a Friday night to get a giant fucking milkshake after your meal. Oh yeah. When did that like die out? When, at what point did someone goes, you know what? I'm thinking... Just burgers and fries. Uh, I'm done with the fucking milkshake. I mean, like, who can eat a burger and fries and a milkshake? That's what it is. That's why. I did it once every and time, wanted to die. Dude, I was at, um, I forget where it was at. It was something like Five Guys. It was like uh, it, it was like fast food, but it was like kind of like nicer. Oh, maybe it was like Be Good or, or not Be Good. I don't uh, even remember, but like I'm yeah, yeah, scooping. Whatever. I go to my meal. Oh, you know what it was? I'm an idiot. It was fucking Chipotle. That's okay. So, <laughs> All right, so I get a fucking uh, burrito bowl, 
And I get that that's like an appropriate amount. But like I also had nachos and shit. And yep. I'm scooping oh, my yeah. fucking thing yep. in the trash when I'm done. Like I'm like I have like a third left, and I'm like I'm I'm done with it. And this this lady like looks at me judgmentally. Come on, and she's like, "Oh, I just hate to see that." And I go, "What?" And she goes, "Just wasting food." And I'm like, "Listen, it's not like I hate. Why are we focusing on America's waste problem? We should be focusing on America's over abundance of food problem. Just because this restaurant wants to give me proportions." Or, I mean, portions. Sorry. Well, it was like, a, it's weird. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Just oh, because America gives portions that are so ridiculous, now it's my moral right. obligation to fucking eat the whole thing? Dude, I hated when I. Uh, like, I'm throwing it on the trash. Maybe if there are more people wasting, restaurants would go, oh, we're giving them too much food. Right. I would always hate, like, because my parents never did this, but but my friends' parents would do this shit. They'd be like, guys, you can't get up till, from the table until you finish what's on your plate. Right. What the fuck is and that? Like, Maybe your food sucks, lady. How about, I, I gotta f- how about I stare you in the eyes while I scarf this down and then throw up all over your table yeah, without like, breaking eye contact? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me finish this cake, Miss Trunchbull. Fucking so, Janice. Fucking, dude, I used to, we all... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I just have to put this in there. I only ate one and a half of the burgers. I didn't eat the... Bu- oh. So I'm not that fat of a fuck. That's not bad. So. But you're like me. It's not that you go out of your way to fucking waste. It's like if you, food is different. If you, you know, if you buy like, I don't know, like a bunch of fucking Tupperware and you end up just throwing it out like because you bought too much. Like, yeah, that's waste. But like if someone gives me a shit ton of food, what am I supposed to do when I'm done? Like when I'm full. Right. They don't ask you how much of the food you want. Right. But the thing. Oh, but your story reminded me. There's this kid that lives around the corner. Ooh. He definitely does not listen to this, but I still see him from time to time. So just in case, I'm going to hedge my bets and not mention his name. Okay. Like it. This guy, super nice family. Very nice. Just so you know, I know who told Kev to get three patties. I'm just not saying it by choice. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So go ahead. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, this kid, he lived around the corner from me. Very nice family. His mother was the worst fucking cook that I've ever had the displeasure oh, God. of eating their food. And I would go to dinner because I'd go out to his, I'd go to his place after school all the time because I could ride my bike there. And we'd be like playing and shit. And like I, I liked his company. We had a ton of fun. So I I didn't want to cut the excuse that I had dinner at home because I liked hanging out with him. Right. And after dinner, we could still keep hanging out. Oh, but his mom would always offer dinner and like I'd have to eat these fucking meals. And I'm like, I'm kind of selective as you know. Yeah, oh food. yeah. He anyway. is. Oh yeah. Uh, that's why I love it. even though I hate it when people put like their uh, cloth napkin over shit when they're done yeah because it's so yeah. unnecessary so unnecessary but I actually like I think that trick was devised by people like me ah where they go I'm just gonna cover the food yes that, that way they can't see how little I ate so I think like even though I like by principle I'm kind of against it I, I understand the logic of it so I'd always like just wait till no one was looking, and then I would just put my fucking napkin on top of the half-eaten steak or whatever she'd make, and uh, and only have like the the empty sharp part of the plate exposed. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And that's why I love um, when they let you scoop your own right shit in the trash because like that way I can hide it. Yeah, I'm gonna cover it with a napkin, 
And then when I, I'm going to walk into the trash and I'm just going to quickly scoop it and everyone's going to think I ate the fucking Yeah, yeah. But like that's the worst is when they go, oh, let me take your plate. No, don't fucking. No, no, and no. I'm like, oh, this lady's going to see that. I didn't eat any of her fucking meatloaf. Don't worry about it, Sarah. I got it. Right. You know. Well, it'll be Miss. Mrs. Mrs. Something. Mrs. Sarah. Um, but Mrs. Snakebite. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. This is, I'm so sick of being critiqued on fucking wasting. Why don't you just not give me... I didn't order this much shit in the first place. He's got a point, folks. He so really like, does. Like the barking dog whose food I'm really starting to loathe, by the way. Just really? Like, yeah. Oh, actually, no, no, no. Sorry. At first, I was thinking pig fuck, but... No, pig No, no, no. Great. You're right. They There's something about them that... Yeah, go on. Sorry. It's very microwavey to me. It is. And I don't like it. And I'm not... I'm the, And you know me. I'm like the least snobby guy when it comes to like food and beverage. And listen... And me, even I'm like uh, turning up my nose. Me and Tim used to go to the barking dog every Tuesday. Right. And it was better then. Was it? Even though that was, think about how mediocre that was. It, it was, was. It was better than. It was definitely mediocre. But the bartender was like our home girl, Carrie. She oh. was the shit. So we would always just be like, what's Very good? nice tits, too. What's up, Carrie? Yep. And she'd be like, yo, the Tims, what's up, homies? And then she would just, she literally she would, was say, funny. would say homies. She was actually really funny. Yeah, yeah. But she'd say homies like ironically. Like she wasn't trying to like be all hip. She's a little bit, she's got like a little bit of like a, almost like a gangster flair to her right i don't know what it is right like she could she could hitchhike in harlem and be fine yes but like yeah yeah but she was like still like in on the joke that she knows it's lame for her to be using this right he's absolutely correct no she was great yeah yeah um i think she still works there there was something she does because we saw her the other day too which is weird you were there right where were you with us um oh you weren't because you were at uh uh, wang's table wang's in an otherwise empty room but we went because we went to get pizza and then we went to the barking cock and she was upstairs and i was like carrie oh, yeah she she's was like great. yo yo what do you want third floor of the barking dog is so cool i just really love is. the ambiance up there it's, it's very fantastic it's like this brooklyn ite kind of like exposed brick yeah yeah, yeah. i love how it's exposed brick like as opposed to all those people that put drywall over brick but Idiots. uh but anyways, yeah, that, that she was cool. And by the way, I like the barking dog as a like as a whole, right? But forty four beers on tap, like come on. Oh, the, that's that's where they win me over because I love. I don't like drinking out of bottle or can. That's the one thing I'm snobby about now. They could have, if they have a beer, I love like wine Stefaner. I love oh. wine Stefaner. To me, that is the oh best beer ever. Don't don't even get me fucking started. That's my favorite beer. Period. Did you know that there's hints of banana in it? Yes. I can actually, t- and I'm like, nah, I don't have a good palate. I'm not good at that stuff. But even I was like, there's something in here that's like banana. Weinstefaner. Weinstefaner is the best. The Germans, there's two things they're good at. Going to war against the entire world Three and making things. beer. Yeah, and making cars. Yes, yeah. and I like how you said the three things without the German three, which would have been cool. Right, I would have gotten them. shot. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, Michael Fassbender got shot in the fucking balls. You but, did, um, yeah, yeah. You know what annoys me? And I love Inglorious Bastards. I think it's a fucking fantastic movie. When I saw that in theaters, I actually saw that in theaters with Gina, Anna, like. Melly G. Oh, did I ever tell you about the fucking uh, when we saw Black Swan? I don't know. So you know the movie Black Swan? Yeah, Dar- yeah. Darren Aronofsky. Seen it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a fucking awesome movie. I love it. Oh, and that's when I had Gina, 
I always take credit for like bringing Fiona Apple into the group. Yeah, yeah. Because like I, t- I think I have credit for introducing you and Eric to Fiona. You do. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, no, it was I gave Extraordinary Machine to you bastards, and then everyone was like, "This is fucking brilliant." Th- it's either you or Ian, though, because I think no, it's not Ian. Ian didn't even like Idler Wheel. You showed Ian Extraordinary Machine. And he was like, this is fucking great. And then you gave him Idler. No, no, no. And he didn't like it. And then he was like, Idler Wheel's way better. That's probably what happened. Ian and I are the only people that think Idler Wheel's better than Extraordinary Machine. Which I don't like Idler Wheel. I know you don't. But it's all f- every single song starts with... Nah, but it's 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 like some fucking it's like primal. Shit. It's fucking awesome. Whatever. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. This night, Gina gave me a copy of Extraordinary Machine, and she was like, "Listen to this." So in Black Swan, they have like a lot of Tchaikovsky and like a lot of these great compositions in the movie. Yep, because it's a ballet, right? Um, and so Fiona Apple's Extraordinary Machine very much has that like whimsical kind of symphonies in there. Yeah, it's very orchestral. And yeah, yeah. so when I saw Black Swan, it made me like that album even more. Uh, but anyways, so it's me. Sorry, it is I, Gina, Ashley Baki, Melissa Gauthier, whose name is now changed, Anna, and Kaylee Kafori. right? You're the only guy. So it's me and a bunch of babes. Wow. And my cousin Gina and Anna, who are very babely, but they're just my cousins. <laughs> so... We're seeing this movie, Black Swan. It's fucking awesome. I love this movie. So we get out. It's like a Wednesday night. Mm. It's like probably we get out at like 11 o'clock. <gasps> and it's like a snowy night. Not snowy where like you got to worry about the ride home. It's just like kind of. A little bit of flurries. Yeah, a little flurry. But it's like December. It's freezing cold. Oh, God. So we go outside and I get in my car and then uh, a I'm driving a few of the girls, and then Melissa gets in her car, and then she realizes she has a flat tire. Oh, Jesus. Dude, do you even know how pathetic I looked when I was like, I don't even know how to fucking change a tire? (laughs) So I had all these fucking girls that are looking at me like, oh, thank God we got you here. (laughs) And I just look at them like, why? None of you guys have AAA? And I like pulled out my card. (laughs) And they, oh... Just the look in their eyes. They were like, I can't believe the one guy we saw this movie with is like the most beta male, infantile fucking dweeb. And the no matter what decisions I'm faced in life, whether it's being drafted into war or, you know, fucking, I don't know. But the <laughs> disappointment could not measure up to me telling these girls that I didn't know how to change a tire. Oh, it was fucking awful. Poor guy. Oh, so then the AAA guy, and then the AAA guy comes, and uh, so he gets out, and he just sees this like swath of ladies, and he's like trying to be all suave, and he's like, oh, what's up? So you get a little flat tire here? Oh, nothing worse than like AAA humor. Oh, God. People think the cat calls on construction sites are bad. Wait till you see a fucking mechanic try to pick up chicks. Ah, oh, Jesus. Apologies to John Crook, former AAA member uh, at Worker. But so he sees these girls, and then he looks at me, like totally sized me up. And he's like, I'm here because you didn't know how to fucking change You this. did this. And I was like, oh, get me out of here. And I drove home. I think I smoked like five cigarettes over a 10-minute commute, and I just fucking blasted Fiona Apple. 
And uh, I don't even know how I started talking about this. So do you know how to change a tire now? Yeah, but I'm still would like be like f- not super confident. I know how to change it. I know to loosen the lug nuts before you fucking jack it up. Yep. I know I know some basics. Okay, nice. But then the other thing too that because I went through the German car phase, and first of all, with Audis, the lug nuts twist off in the opposite direction. That's not true. Yes, it is. It is true because when I worked at Primetime Sports, this kid, um, what's his name? Fuck, doesn't matter. Ah, uh, don't you love when people do that? Like I was talking to this guy, uh, Danny Kerrigan. He's telling me the story when he's in Dublin, and he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, where were we in Dublin?" He goes, "It's the middle of night. I'm on Mason Street." He goes, "No, no." I'm, I'm like, dude, it doesn't fucking matter. So anyway, it doesn't matter what the kid's name was. He was a fucking mechanic, and then he worked for me at Primetime. So I come out. I have a flat tire, and I go up to him. It was just around lunchtime because that's how I knew it was flat. I was going to go to fucking Boston Chowder. So I go in. This kid's a mechanic. He can change the tire in like fucking five minutes. I go, I call him over, and I go, I'll give you 10 bucks if you change my tire. And he was like, yeah, sure. Goes out. Dude, this kid fucking, he's like a car, what do you, what's the term? Uh, enthusiast? Like, nah, there's like a different word for it. Aficionado? Nah, it's like more slang. Uh, like a car head? A car junkie? Oh, a, a motor a motorhead? A yeah. car junkie. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever. He's a junkie. So he has all this shit in his car. He's got everything, dude. He's got fucking jacks. He's got fucking... He's got tire... Like, everything he's got. So he's twisting this... Dude, I'm telling you, the fucking nuts are in the same... So he goes, I don't know what's up with this. And then I Google it, and you gotta you got to do it in the opposite. I am just... Very confused because every time oh. I've changed my tires or taken a tire off on my wow. one of four Audis that I've owned, they've always just been regular. Let me look this up. He's going to look it up. He's looking it up, folks. Oh, maybe oh. it was just the hack job on my specific car. That's also that. That's but it wound up. Could be. It wound up being the opposite. Um, <sighs> let's see here. That'd be weird. But that, I guess, could be because your car was a fucking hack job. My car was a hack job. <clears throat> I'm too lazy to fucking look this up, but just take my word for it. Okay. We're taking his word for it, ladies and gentlemen. His lugs were on back. But, uh, uh so there's this guy at the gym. So I go to the gym during lunch. You go to the gym. Yeah. I go to the gym Jesus. during lunch, right? So I'm in. Every day. So you eat while you're lifting because you're it's during lunch, so you're... No. So I go to the gym, and then I eat when I get back to the office. Oh, okay. It's very... It's like the Wild Wild West of my work. Wild Wild West. Nobody's keeping tabs. Okay. So, um, so every day in the locker room, there's this guy that... He's super nice, but he's like this kind of heavy set guy, and uh, he's just talking... The ears off of whoever is like in the locker, like near, oh, nearest him. Not a fan of this. But like he gets so into it that like at first I thought he knew these people. Like oh maybe that's his boy. Oh yeah, because they're just shooting the shit. And then like, but every day I would notice it's like a different person that was caught up in this fucking riptide. Oh Jesus. And uh, and I was like, oh fuck, man, I gotta. St-. And I thought to myself, I was like, 
uh, you know, we'll exchange niceties if you ask me how I am and that stuff, but like, don't fucking know. So he was always on the other end of the locker room. So I always knew to fucking. Yeah, yeah. Keep your distance. So the other day, I'm like, it's actually yesterday. So I'm on the fucking leg press. Oh. Dude. He just goes, so baseball, huh? No, even worse. He walks up to me and he goes, leg day. And I go, oh, I should have at least had a set of like decoy headphones to put in. You like still pretend to take a headphone out even though you're not wearing any? Yeah. You go, what's up? Yeah, I should have. <laughs> but I'm like. And just real quick, if you're at the gym and you're like hitting on some girl and she takes her headphone out. Right. It, it says, wait, what was that? And then you say the thing and she's like, oh, yeah. And then puts it back in. That's your cue to leave. No, right. Girls. Here's a little tip. Girls only like you if while they see you approaching, they take the headphone yes. out. That's one hundred percent accurate. That's like flashing you. Yes. So this guy just goes, leg day. First of all, what do you need me to affirm, bro? I'm working out. My. You can see. It's like this is like a reasonable doubt would not be in any mind of any jury in America that this is leg day for me. I'm working on my legs. You go. I just don't like to conform to the social constructs of days. Actually, but uh. <laughs> so I go. Yeah. And then he just starts talking about his workout routine. And I go, oh, this is fucking awful. And what's even worse is I'm realizing now this is such a boring story because that's where it ends and I should never have brought it up. No, that's fine, that dude. bit stunk. I don't know why I even said it. But <laughs> you know what I've been doing now at the gym? Yeah, let's hear about this. Because like around lunchtime, it gets a little bit crowded. Um, so... You know, people are very polite. They don't really, they're not really pushy, like breathing down your neck, but you can see when someone's waiting to use the machine you're on. Is this Planet Fitness? Yeah. Does it get busy around lunch because of the free pizza? That's only first of every month. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, first Monday of every month. But yeah, it's, it gets busy. But um, <laughs> so you can kind of see them like hanging around the machine. You know, they're going to use it next. Yeah, yeah. And then what I always do is when I'm done, when they're not looking, I, I put the um, the weight to the maximum weight. <gasps> you do that? Yeah, every fucking time. <laughs> so that they go, holy, dude, this kid, Jesus. <laughs> and the other day, I was doing the uh, the fucking shoulder press, and there's this guy like waiting around, because this fat lady is using the other one. So this guy, he's like... <laughs> He's like just kind of hanging around. I, I I saw him like eye the machine. So like he's not making a scene. He's just kind of just like checking his phone. Hey buddy, you fucking done or what? Right. And um, so I'm like, oh, he wants his machine. So I'm just like doing like a pretty. E- I think I had like 75 pounds. Some. And then uh, and then he like looks away. So that, like right before I get up, I just fucking max it at like 150 or like 180 or something. And then uh. And then the guy, uh, so I'm like, oh, it's all yours, man. And I walk away. And then, like, I kind of turn around. And I, I think he originally, he must have assumed whatever weight I was doing, he could easily do. So he just did, like, a quick lift just to kind of see where I was at. And he couldn't even fucking lift it. Oh. And I was like, that's right. He was like, oh, my ass. Right. And, but that's what I do. Just, I, I fucking, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. It's because it's going to work on somebody. Like, somebody's yeah, yeah. going to, somebody's going to say, that kid that's impressive. That kid's fantastic. Did. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Oh. But anyway. <sighs> what well, else you got? Um, while we're on the subject, which oh, we're not on the subject at all, what's with like this whole phenom- phenomena? Is it plural? 
Or a singular. No, it's phenomenon, I guess. Then. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll let you be the judge. With So, say you have a plane ticket, okay? Now, this can also be applied to a concert or anywhere where you buy a ticket to an assigned seat. Right. Okay? So, you go to your seat, and there's somebody sitting in it. And you Oof. go, I'm sorry. Um, and you show them the ticket. I think you're in my seat. Yep. And they go, oh, well, y- you know what? This is my boyfriend, and I want to sit near him. So my seat's back oh. there. If you, you can just go sit back there. Oh, yeah. It happens to me. I would honestly say it happens to me as often as a third of the time. That's way too many times. And the thing that drives me nuts, am I stepping on your lines? Is no, no, go ahead. Scenario? I mean, this is the scenario we're going to talk about. So the, you had that option on a lot of airlines where you, you pay like... I don't know, like ten or something dollars to like pick your actual seat, right? Um, so I always pick the aisle seat because yes, I just like easy access to the bathroom. I like, and if you're traveling with someone, say it's just two people, the best thing in my opinion is go two aisle seats. Oh, it's great because you're no third party is is like even close. If you're leaning on the aisle, it's fucking fantastic. That's actually kind of a that's an interesting take. It works. Uh, it does. When me and Eric went to uh, Los Angeles, Eric from Stolen Storage. Yeah, Jesus. So we both like the aisle seats. So at first, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a problem" because I'm not fucking, I'm not sitting anywhere but the aisle. And then a light went off, and you go, "Wait a minute, there's yeah more than one aisle seat on the plane." Yeah. So I said, "Why don't instead of sitting next to each other, we each just get, I'll get C and you get fucking D or whatever." Or I'll get, however it works. And, uh, dude, the whole trip, it was like sitting on a park bench with an old buddy. It was like, there was just enough space between you where you could comfortably kind of stretch out. But it was like close enough where like you could just have a normal conversation. It was fucking awesome. So that's I what I recommend. I woke up the next morning under my bed, which <laughs> I thought was weird. So anyway, I always pick the aisle seat. Okay. Like, even if it costs 50 bucks. I do like I, a I would pay, aisle seat, I'd pay that's for, for sure. And yet... Every three or four fucking times. And I fly a decent amount. I would say I take at least two like plane trips a year. Plane trips, he calls them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sometimes like more, but I'd say I'm always flying on a plane at least two separate times a year. Right. So So, I know the deal, right? I'm like George Clooney and up in the air. I got the system down and... um. And so it happens often, and I go this because they don't know you paid for it, so they don't even know that aside from costing you like causing you displeasure, they're actually like basically losing your investment money wise. Yeah, yeah. But it's always the same thing. Oh, my fucking whole family's on this aisle. It's like, all right, how did I fucking get the seat, but you couldn't? Like, if it was that important to you. When you and your fat family should have figured this out before you flew down to fucking L.A. And that just becomes a battle of who's got the stronger backbone. Well, that, but the thing that annoys me so much is that they even think in they this do post-9-11 that? world is if you even slightly raise your voice on a plane, like you are out oh, of... Oh, God. Like, that's the thing that pisses me off because you're everyone's like... Like, just a fucking captive audience member. Like, even with the fucking United Airlines, remember when they dragged that guy off the plane? 
Yes. No other mode of transportation would anyone even consider doing that. But because it's an airplane, it's like this heightened, everything's a security threat. So, right. guy fought, so that's why well, this guy doesn't want to get off his seat. So he's basically like a terrorist now. Because like, right. this is like the mindset. Everybody's on edge. Yeah, yeah. Like even the fact that you can't say bomb on a plane, it's like... Okay, how bad is your security? So this guy says bomb, and now everyone thinks that he's going to blow up the plane. Like, give me a fucking break, bro. Like, you can't be like, like fucking Carrie from Barking Dog and be like, yo, yo, this mixtape is bomb, bro. And then the next thing, yeah, and then the next thing, you know, TSA is like fucking giving you a cavity search. And I guess the thing about planes is any confrontation is forbidden. It's like, Bro, you can't do it. You're starting shit on a plane, so I'm like, fuck it, because I'm the type of guy, you know, when you read on the news, like some guy was fucking arrested, like that guy, that Asian doctor that was dragged off the plane, that would have been me, right? If that happened to me, because I'm not, I'm fucking super annoying when it comes to shit oh. like that. I would, and everyone would have been like, well, why didn't you just fucking, why didn't you just get up? Everyone, all these little obedient, fucking obsequious little order takers. Not my style. So I would have been dragged off, and I would have been like, yeah, fuck you. So that's the thing that scares me about flying, because there's a lot of times where I would start shit, and next thing I know, I'm being fucking arrested. You just got to, yeah, I don't know. Because this, they tried to do this to either Jess or her friend on the way back from Disney. Switch seats. Like, yeah. Oh, my they're like, family. oh, well, I'm with my boyfriend. So you can sit. And they're right. Like, no, you see, I bought the seat that you're sitting in. Oh, did they in, actually hold so the So that's the seat I'm going to sit in. Is that what they did? Oh, yeah. Love it. So then she had to like get up and her boyfriend was all like sour about it. But it's like, if you want to sit next to your boyfriend, book your fucking tickets soon enough so you can pick where you're going to sit and well, then sit next to the person you want to sit next to. What I would say is, listen, try your luck with the guy sitting next to your girlfriend. You know what I mean? Because you get two chances. Yeah, he's got a point. I beg, but I'm not fucking budging, pal. You're and you're just like maybe one of these fucking idiots will agree to <laughs> it, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, I just hate it, dude. Like it's not a bus seat; it's a fucking hours and hours on a plane. Not to mention, like I it's always, actually kind of important where you sit. I always want extra legroom, which always Me too. ends up being like another hundred dollars or whatever the fuck. So if somebody thought that they could sit in my extra legroom seat and didn't pay for it, I would definitely get dragged off the plane. Right. You know who I love though? Who is the fucking um who is the athlete that oh, uh, was trying to pay that guy? Fuck, what was and this it guy's got name? Didn't it get up to we like talked about five this. grand or something? I thought it was like $1,000. Yeah, you know what? We did talk about this. Offers money for a plane seat? But I love the guy that just said, nah, fuck Yeah, off. he was like, nah, I don't really give a shit about money. Right. I love that. And like people were treating it like he offered the guy 50 grand. Like, how are you, you're not going to take that? It's like, no, dude. It's like, dude, this money's not life altering. Cam Newton offered $1,500. Yeah, I like it. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. You're a fucking big time. You're a big shot, and you couldn't have picked your own. I totally agree with the guy who didn't give up the seat, though, because. That's what I'm saying. If you don't plan ahead, then you have to accept the fact that you fucked up, and now you just have to sit. Right. what's, what's What's available? Spontaneity has consequences, and that's why, even though I've come to. I've come to appreciate right, it. Okay. This is why I fucking loathed the seat selection at the movies. I knew that's where you're going with Because this. here's the deal. You want a good seat? You get there fucking early. Did you ever feel bad when you saw a 7 o'clock movie 
and these people at 720 showed up and they had to sit in the shittiest seats in the house. That was justice. That's how it works. Why would you? No one felt bad for those people. No. That's great. But now you can have those people showing up at 720 and they can stroll up the best seat in the fucking house because they selected it online. Bastards. So even though, don't get me wrong, I've come to appreciate it a little bit more. But even with knowing I have perfect seats waiting for me, I still get there fucking early. Yeah. Because you're a, 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 a real human being. But that's the point. Like, I mean, going to the movies, I know it's like, it's not like going to like a play or whatever, but it kind of is. Like, we're all agreeing to watch this theatrical experience. So, like, get your fucking seats early. Right. And, like, that's the thing. You would never go up to a guy at the movies and go, listen, man, my girlfriend bought her ticket on Fandango like a week ahead of me and I wasn't able to get the seat next year. Do you mind switching? I would say, I'd say, here's what I want you to do I want you to back up and go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then I would throw a fucking Reese's Pieces at his head. <laughs> the best that, um, it's so funny too because Joey Durso always worked at Showcase Cinemas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he put everything in perspective for me because uh, with like theater etiquette. Yeah. Because, um, so like when you go to the theater, I always leave um, like my popcorn bag and like my soda thing just at my seat and people will always go like, like last time we went, Karen was like, oh, you should throw that out. And I was like, no, because when I talked to Joey, he was, I went to the movies once with Joey. This is when he worked at the movies because we'd always go for free. Would and, be wearing his vest at all fucking times. He'd yeah. come to a party, he's wearing his vest. Right. Yeah, he was. And even when he started at the casino, they still wore a vest. So like <laughs> He was always in a vest. And um, so we were seeing a movie together and then... Uh, Oh, Joey's like the best. I forget, forget what we were watching. This oh, I think we were watching The Dark Knight. This was probably like twelve years, like ten years ago. It's like oh eight, and we got a sneak peek to The Dark Knight, and um, so oh, watch. And Joey comes to me. Joey leans over. It's like how it's like halfway through the movie, and he goes, "Are you fucking serious, man?" And I go, "What?" And he goes, "Dude, you're breathing so fucking loud." <laughs> I can't even. Oh, you know what it was? It was Inception. It was Inception. You do, you do fucking do that too. This is so funny. It was like in like 2010. He goes, seriously, dude. And I, I didn't know what his time. I go, what? He goes, you're breathing so fucking loud. I can't even hear the movie. And he and it wasn't like he said it with like a ball busting tone. Like he was actually pissed. <laughs> he was like, I can't even fucking think right now because your breathing is so bad. I still do that. Yeah, you do it. Like all the time? Not all the time. Like, um, that's funny because I don't even notice it. Say I'm like, that's the thing about breathing loud, though. The people that do it never. I do it, but when I'm doing it, I don't know I'm doing it until Jess is like, "You are breathing so fucking wow. loud." Wow. But I think it's kind of like one of those things where like your mind goes numb, right? Because it's like rhythmic. It's like repetitive. Yeah. So, so just... you don't you don't even like know you're breathing, right? But like you'll do it like if I'm like editing the podcast and you're like sitting here on your phone like zoning out on something and you'll just be breathing so loud that's so funny yeah so i guess i've been doing it because joey was so he was like fucking livid dude and this is like it's it's so funny because it was like when um it was i remember like yesterday it was a scene when dicaprio shows up to um michael kane who's like his father-in-law although it shows up to like the empty classroom yeah you know that's always the scene in the movies when someone's a professor, there's always the scene when the prof- the class has cleared out. 
you could name 50 movies where this happens. The class has cleared out. The professor is like packing up his suitcase. And then he doesn't fucking notice the guy standing like in. They have like the stadium seat. It's always like the stadium seating lecture halls. Yeah, yeah. And it's always the guy standing right there. And the professor always like just like looks up casually and sees them. Every fucking movie where there's a professor that happens. So unrealistic. So it's like, wait, this actor just sat in on one of your entire lectures to talk to you after. Like no one ever takes the door to the classroom. Right. And goes, hey, it's always like by the time the lecture ends, the guy that wants to speak to them is somehow emerging from the crowd of students. I'm going to I'm gonna compile a list of movies. This is true. But it was that scene. DiCaprio is talking to Michael Caine. And Joey just goes, oh, he just called me out so hard. And then the rest of the movie, of course, I couldn't even enjoy it because I was like trying to focus on my breathing like I was some fucking girl giving birth. It's like you're trying to like chew really softly. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see Mar- Marvin's Room, speaking of DiCaprio? No, no. Oh, it was a great scene where uh, Meryl Streep, she's like real cunty in the movie. Oh. And uh, the son, Charlie, he's like this like lovable kind of nerdy guy. And he's eating potato chips. And uh, Meryl Streep goes... Don't eat so, don't chew so loudly. And this is a great fucking moment where the kid just puts the potato chip, he puts the entire chip in his mouth. <laughs> and then he just like softly just like crunches it. <laughs> and then the scene just ends. <laughs> but, um, um, oh, but for theater etiquette. So the movie ends and um, I go to take my trash out. And Joey goes, What are you doing? Leave it there. And I was like, why is that like impolite? And he's like, no, dude. Because he knew, because he was in the business of going in and cleaning up theaters. He goes, do you know how fucking boring this job is? He goes, you wait around for an entire fucking movie to end. And then you go in the theater and everybody did your job for you. There's no trash. And then you sit there with a dustpan like a fucking moron for 40 minutes. <laughs> and he goes, I like when there's trash because it gives me something to do. And it makes me feel like I can kind of kill the time. Ah, yeah. So that's why now I just leave the shit. Because Joey was like, don't fucking do that. Why do you think I have a job here? It's because, you know, no one's going to fucking pick up the trash but us. On your way out, you like go up to the employees. You're like, you're welcome. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. I should. Because Joey would fucking hate it. He goes... And he goes, there's nothing I hate more than going into a movie theater after the show and everybody took out their own trash and the theater's fucking spotless. <laughs> and I go, but isn't that like the sign of like a polite, considerate society? And he goes, I don't know what it is, but it results in me standing like a dummy for an hour with nothing to do. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that makes sense. So now I just fucking leave my trash. Makes sense. So leave your trash, folks. All right, well, I guess that's probably the end of this episode. We'll leave it on... Uh Oh, wait, real quick. I got yeah, a story yeah. about what Jeff Borstel did. Oh, please tell me this. So it's not a riveting story, but it's kind of a you had to be there story. And even though I have the foresight to know this, I'm still saying it. But um, so we're playing in this uh, scramble tournament for Northeastern women's hockey or something. And you can definitely tell because everybody, every woman there has like my fucking haircut. <laughs> not that that means anything. Right. No. Um, but I didn't want to assume they're gay, but their girlfriends had the same haircut, so I was like, "Oh, they're probably gay." Right. Um. So, anyway, so you know James. Yo, yeah. So we all tee off, and I didn't play well either. So I'm not picking on anybody in particular, but um, 
Although I did sink a great like twelve foot birdie putt on the first hole that really set the Jesus. tone. Jesus, and it was off the fringe too. You know, oh, you know how hard those God. are because yeah, not yeah. just a green. And uh, so uh, uh, that kid Pat's really fucking good. He's yeah, like he's a, pretty good. He's like he played a three in college or, or, something. or something. He played hockey. I guess he thought I was gay. He really did. Yeah, yeah. How did you know this? Um, Jeff told me. He was like, "Dude, Pat thinks you're." Gay. And then I was he, like, what, and, then, and then Jeff gave that cackle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now every time I see Pat, like I just make some fucking joke about it. Right. Oh, that's funny. But did he mean like in the seventh grade slang way? Like, oh, this kid's kind of fucking gay. Or did he mean like homosexual? No, he thought that like I was a homosexual dick sucking gay person. What made him think that? I don't think you give off a gay vibe. I don't know. Maybe I just dress so well. I'm like really good looking and clean. And mm, that could be it. It could be it. Yeah, what was Seinfeld's rules? Uh, neat, thin, and um, forget what it was. Well, I like Dwight Schrute's rule, which is if you're yeah. wearing women's clothing. <laughs> right, that's his criteria. <laughs> but um, criterion, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so we're going on. It's a scramble, so everybody's putting from the same right fucking spot. So, uh, if you don't know how this works, a scramble is you have four people, right? And you hit the ball and then you play the best ball. Every you shot. just play whatever the best ball was. Everyone drops their ball right there. And then you keep going. We won third place actually too. Um, Wait a minute. Third place. Yeah. Jesus. And, uh, and so, uh, fucking, do you call him James or Jim? They, everyone was calling him. We call him James. Jeff yeah, calls him Jim. He introduced himself as James. That's what I'm going to call him. Who's fucking hilarious, by the way. He really is. So, Jim, we were all fucking putting all over the place. So, I'm not picking him out, but just because that's where the story ends, I'm picking him out for this. Okay, let's pick him out. So, James leaves, like, we play, like, three holes or whatever, and James left, because we were blowing by the fucking hole, because, like, Jeff and I would go first, and we would just fucking slam it past the hole. Don't know your own strength. So then James would obviously say, all right, these are fucking faster than we thought. And then, But then he would like overcompensate and like he would leave it short like a good like five feet. Jesus. So does that mean like the... Oh, and he's playing with his blue fucking ball. <laughs> like it's um, it's like a light pastel blue, like Easter color. Like good blue. Lord. So, um, so he's playing with that. And then um, so Jeff would be like, all right. He go, you left the last one fucking short. Don't do that on this one. So then James goes, all right, cool. So then James hits it, and it's like fucking six feet short. <laughs> and then Jeff's like, dude, what the fuck? And the funny part is we're only having James make the putt because we all missed it. So it's right, like, right. we're not fucking great either. And then the next hole, Jeff would go, same thing. he go, all right, dude, fucking get it to the hole. And then it would be like short. Even, like, even if it was like... Three inches short. Jeff would like flip out at this point. And like, dude, I told you. To. So then on like the fourth hole, <laughs> Jeff goes, <laughs> we're all putting for like birdie. So me, Pat, and Jeff go. And uh, and then, so then we're like, all right, James, you got to save us here. And then Jeff goes, dude, fucking get it to the hole. And then it lands. This one was like particularly egregious. <laughs> it was like way short. And then Jeff goes, Dude, it's his fucking ball. It's got to be this fucking stupid blue ball. And he picks up James' ball and just hums it in the fucking woods. <laughs> and like, James was like, obviously used to fucking just ball busting. So he wasn't like clutching his pearls and like horror. But he was just like, I can't believe 
You just fuck it. That was so unnecessary. James just goes, no, Bluey, and yeah, dives, and then, in, but then, dives into the water. And then James goes into the woods and is like looking for it. <laughs> but like Jeff, like rather than just being like, switch your balls. Like it'd be one thing if Jeff puts the blue ball in the pocket and lends him one of his. He just fucking hums it in the woods. Well, you, you know, you burn the ships, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. It was fucking hilarious, though. Everyone at home goes, seriously? You were going to end this seven minutes ago and we stuck around for that? No, that you was... stink. I'm actually pissed you didn't bring that up earlier when I was searching for things to say. Well, that's yeah, that's a good point. But you know what's actually good, though, is now I can tell James and Jeff and Pat that we talked about them in the podcast. Right, we'll get the listenership and up. And now they have to listen to the whole fucking thing to hear it. I also right, forget- don't, don't tell them right. where it is so that make them suffer through this whole fucking hour-long yeah, yeah. episode. I'll, we'll call it like Jeff, Jim, and... Pat or something. We'll call it Jeff, James, and Pat walk into a bar. Ooh. And the ad is going to be super abrupt again because I forgot to do an ad break. Ah, I, I like it, though. I think that's going to be our thing. It's fun, though, because then people are like, oh, shit, dude. I thought to myself how abrupt the ad break was, and then you said it was right. going to be abrupt. And they're like, and you were right. I love how that happened one time when Matt Boucher said that, and now we just think that it's like our charming little Two people said it, but that's asset. okay. That's oh, fine. Ian said it, too. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Maybe Chris said it, but I don't know. Um, oh, so maybe make sure you follow Skooks Fox Sunshine on Instagram. Uh, definitely rate and yeah, review the podcast on, on. on iTunes, please. We're we're plateauing here, guys. Did Swiss Squawk go to Disneyland? Yeah, well, she did. Nice. Now, I I just want to clear Who something. Who bird up. sits? I don't. The boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Uh, oh, what's what's his name? I know his name. I know his name. Uh, hold on. Give me two seconds. Fuck! I can't. I love when I love when Cooch was explaining to his British coworker who referred to girls as birds because that's like the British slang. Oh yeah, yeah. Cooch goes, "Nah, man, over here we call them chicks." And he goes, "To Americans, a bird is just a bird." Uh, And that was the explanation. Also, I have a feeling that his story about taking a piss in the dark and the girl just being like, "Yeah, yeah, just piss with your dick out in public." With me in here, I just don't think that was true. What? You don't believe that? I don't know. But anyways, I just want to clear something up. So, Squick Squawk is the bird, not the person and behind the bird. Right, and Squick Squawk is a male, a male cockatoo. Right, but we use female pronouns because the owner of Squick Squawk we is also. So I just we know the difference, but we're just going to use them kind of like oh, these kids assigning genders lackadaisically. Oh. So. Yeah, whatever, dude. Um, so rate and review and uh, Squick Squawk and um, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. Eric hasn't paid us this week, so we're not going to do his ad. But oh, uh, next week's Nick Natalie, we're going to do the uh, Nick Natalie review of his travels. Yeah, he's actually a world traveler. He's like Gulliver. And he supposedly has some tricks up his sleeves. Any for Jonathan us. Swift so fans we'll out there? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. Oh. Um. And now we're going to go figure out what to eat for dinner. And thank you for listening to the entire podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, if you got any things you want to tell us, just email us at its.the.tims at gmail.com. Beautiful. Or text us because anyone who listened to this knows who the fuck we are. All right. Uh, goodbye. <sighs> I'm so sure.